Now, we're going to begin today with uh, the news that the drugs that were seized in the port of Cork yesterday afternoon. Gardaí are continuing to question two men arrested in Kerry following the seizure of more than half a tonne of what's believed to be the synthetic drug crystal meth. It's believed to have a street value here of almost €33 million, possibly more if, as reported, it was to be for export to another jurisdiction. Two men are being questioned. They're in their 40s, one of whom has connections to a business in Kerry. And I'm joined now on the line by Conor Lally, who's Crime and Security Editor with the Irish Times. Conor, good afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, Colm. It's, it's a pretty huge seizure for, for the state in terms of volume, but particularly given the drug that's involved. Yeah, certainly 33 million euros worth of any type of drug, you know, would be very, would be quite large for an Irish uh, context. Um Given the background of this case as well, it is highly unusual. Um, the drug type that we see here is not really seized in Ireland in very large quantities. And what Gardaí believe is that um, a number of men who are based in uh, Kerry and Cork have been working for an international drugs trafficking gang and that these drugs were being essentially moved by that gang, the Sinaloa cartel from Mexico. Um, so the fact that there would be a suspected direct link there between uh, people in Kerry and the Sinaloa cartel would be highly unusual. And is this the first time, I mean, obviously the Kinnahan Crime Organisation is in itself an international drugs cartel, but is this unusual that uh, there, there would be a, an effectively a branch of a South American cartel in operation in Ireland? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely highly unusual that, you know, Gardaí would be investigating uh, direct links between men living, you know, from Ireland and also living in Ireland with a cartel uh, of this scale. Um, And really, you know, if you look at the drug seizures, the very large uh, drug seizures that are being found now quite regularly in Ireland, I mean, obviously all of those uh, would involve international cartels. They would generally come from South America. They would be shipped, you know, often through Irish waters, through Irish ports, and then onto various other parts of Europe. Um, So there would always be an international cartel element there. Um, But apart really from the Kinahan cartel, um, we haven't really found very strong links between criminals living um, in Ireland um, and who are effectively suspected of working um, as agents here in Ireland, helping the Sinaloa cartel to move their drugs around uh, Europe. So the theory is here um, that a number of Irishmen uh, based in Cork and Kerry have effectively been working as agents for this cartel and they have, you know, been aiding the trafficking of the cartels drugs across Europe uh, via Irish ports and Irish waters. And what do we know about the arrests that have been made? So Gardaí have been working on this case for quite some time. Um, this is really a product of the work of several uh, Gardaí in the drugs unit in Kerry. Uh, they came into intelligence, which basically suggested that there were links between, as I say, se- uh, several Irish men in their area and this particular international cartel. Um, and they continued to work away on that inquiry. They had intelligence about that. They it, they worked away on it really since uh, the last year. And that inquiry really brought them to um, intelligence that suggested that a very large consignment of drugs was passing through Cork uh, 
obviously um, that search then began on Thursday in Cork Port um, and then the drugs were found on Friday morning. Um, so really, while all the activity that we have seen has happened over the last 48 hours or so, this has been a very long-running and, a, and, ex, and extensive guard inquiry. And uh, firearms were found in, in a follow-up search in Kerry. Yeah, so there were there were several searches across Kerry and uh, Cork. They were commercial premises and uh, residential premises. Two people arrested, two men in their 40s. Um, one of them would be quite well known to Gardaí. The other man would be, I suppose, you know, more of a newcomer onto the Garda radar and he's quite an interesting character. Um, so they have been detained. They can be held for up to seven days without charge. And as you say, two firearms have been found. Even the seizure of firearms... Um, in an organised crime inquiry in Kerry, even though that's only a very small component of the inquiry that we're talking about here. But even the seizure of firearms um, from organised crime, that would be very, very unusual in the Kerry area. Um, So really, the detail and the background of this particular um, inquiry is quite groundbreaking for the Gardaí in Kerry. And the fact that they have found these drugs, such a vast quantity um, of drugs in in Cork, is a big win uh, for the Gardaí in County Kerry and Cork, and also the Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau here in Dublin. And there had been uh, some reporting of the the belief that this was was bound for Australia, this consignment of what's believed to be crystal meth. Is is there any intelligence leading directly to that? Is that where the ship was bound? Or is it just the case that there isn't at the moment a huge market for crystal meth in Ireland and so it's believed it was bound elsewhere? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly no evidence as of yet that the drugs were actually produced here. Um, so the theory is that they were that they were effectively imported into Cork um, and that they were going to be ex- exported again. Now, precisely why they stopped over in Ireland, precisely why they chose Cork, that is not entirely clear. However, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these drugs trafficking cartels, they will ship very, very large quantities of drugs, and they really have to disguise their drug route so they have to um, stop off at various ports you know various places um, on their way to the final uh, route uh, for the drugs and the intelligence at the moment suggests that these drugs were bound for Australia Uh, that is a market where drugs are far more expensive than they are in Europe so for an international cartel if they can get their drugs into into Australia that is a big win for them Um, but precisely why they, they you know stopped off in Cork they were taken off the ship in Cork and the search was actually found uh, was uh, carried out in a container there Um, as I say precisely why they were taken off that ship isn't immediately clear but this would um, you know this is not an an unusual route we know that very large quantities of cocaine for example have passed through Irish waters and have passed through Irish ports Um, so really this is I suppose standard international drug uh, trafficking really large quantities of drugs going through European waters and uh, European ports Uh, Finally then Conor the the, the fact that um, it's it's been reported that the offshore patrolling capabilities of uh, of the Irish Navy are limited because of staffing shortages and also the inshore patrolling capabilities are limited as well. Is there any connection between Ireland being used as a transit point or an offloading point as a result of the perceived vulnerability of Ireland's defences? 
Well, I think we are vulnerable. Um, I mean, you know, as you say, the Naval Service has really been hit hard, you know, pretty much for 10 years or more. Uh, Their staffing is very low. They very limited uh, capacity to patrol Irish waters. But the reality is it's in... It's intelligence rather than patrols that will catch these people and that will find these uh, for very large quantities of drugs. And really what we're seeing all over Europe is um, we're seeing, uh, you know, a lot of really supersized seizures, particularly of uh, cocaine happening all over Europe in recent years. And that's primarily because production has been cranked up in South America. Uh, Europe is seen as a very, you know, prosperous part of the world where there's a very big uh, drugs market. So, uh, you know, these trends are global. It's not really specific to Ireland. Um, The police in Spain, for example, um, have seized, you know, repeated very large quantities of these drugs on their way to Europe. Um, So what we're seeing in Ireland is a pattern that is being witnessed elsewhere. Um, But these seizures do show that we have to step up our efforts here if we are going to catch more of these very large quantities of drugs going through Irish waters and Irish ports. Okay, Conor Lally, Crime and Security Editor with the Irish Times. Many thanks for joining us. Now, back here in studio, I want to introduce you to our political panel joining us here today. They're Hildegard Nocton, Minister of State for Public Health, Wellbeing and the National Drug Strategy and Fine Gael TD for Galway West. She's joining us from our Galway studio. Owen O'Brien, Sinn Féin TD for Dublin Midwest and spokesperson for Housing, Local Government and Heritage. Gino Kenny, People Before Profit TD for Dublin Midwest and spokesperson on mental health. Good afternoon to you all. Thanks very much uh, for coming in. Hildegard Nocton, can I get your reaction uh, to this seizure first? Well, I'd like to congratulate on Garda Siakona and Revenue for their work involved in this really significant seizure uh, yesterday. And I think this is a real example and I think further evidence uh, of uh, Angarda Siakona and the agencies here working at an international level and not only working and collaborating but they're a key player um, in tackling the supply and sale of drugs uh, internationally and I think we really need to I suppose congratulate and thank uh, the Gardaí uh, Revenue and I know the Coast Guard and many agencies are involved in, in, in seizures like this they don't just happen by accident as Connor was saying this is an accumulation of a lot of hard work and this is intelligence led operations and we can see how a Effective and how much work is happening uh, behind the scenes here. So I think we're really well done to uh, Garda Shikona. We've seen previous examples. For example, in September last, we saw seizures of cocaine and foins. Um, Ross Lair as well yesterday. So, um, you know, I really want to thank Angarda Shikona and all of the agencies involved. Would you accept that, as most law enforcement agencies do, that what's seized is but a small percentage of what's actually coming into the country uh, and that the size of these seizures is indicative of perhaps the scale of what else is coming in? Yeah, I think we, we need to recognise the, the, the scale, I suppose, and the amount uh, of involved in these seizures yesterday. It really is a significant, um, you know, s- supply of drugs being transported internationally, not only here in Ireland, but potentially into Europe and beyond. Um, so the work of Angarda Siakana needs to be supported, as we are doing, uh, and we need to continue to do that. And also the work that I'm doing in my own role over the National Drug Strategy as well, uh, with a health-led response. But we need to be very clear, and I want to be very clear, that where the sale and supply of drugs is involved, that the full rigours of the law need to apply. And that's certainly a priority for Fine Gael, um, you know, to ensure that we have safer streets and stronger communities where people are selling, supplying illegal drugs. We need to support 
support on Garda Siakana and revenue and all our agencies in cracking down on that. All right, and including in those included in those agencies the naval service because there's one offshore patrol vessel currently uh, operational. The inshore patrol vessels that were bought from New Zealand costing 26 million euro uh, arrived to, to Cork Harbour but uh, crewing is, is presenting difficulties there. Do you accept that perhaps Ireland's security of its coastal waters is impeded by the failure to resource that and ramp up recruitment in the naval services? Well, I think, as Connor alluded to there, a lot of this is intelligence-led. Um, when you're looking at an island and then certainly looking at the continent, it, this is on Garda Síochána revenue, working with our international partners as well. Um, cooperation with other law enforcement partners is key to tackling um, in, uh, dr- drug supply um, coming to the continent of, but of if Europe. But the intelligence says that a, a vessel is passing through Irish waters and needs to be interdicted, surely the, the, supply, the capability of the naval service to do that is important. Yes, and I know that Antonis de Michal Martin and government are committed to uh, looking at increasing the resources in relation to our naval service. They're absolutely critical. But I suppose my, my point is that this is there's a, a lot more than just patrolling involved here as well. Um, it is working with other uh, European agencies, uh, other law enforcement agencies as well, and a lot of it is intelligence-led, but that's not taking okay. away from the fact that resources absolutely are needed in, in relation to the Navy. Gene O'Kenny, um to you on this, I suppose the crystal meth at the moment, at the working assumption is it's for export into mm. another jurisdiction. But uh, I think back as far as 2008, the Guard the Commissioner expressed fears of its use becoming more widespread here. Have you seen any evidence of, of its use here, and how do you how do you view um, the the law enforcement effort to tackle any growth in its use? Yeah, there hasn't um, been a history of. Um, crystal met uh, its use in the state for a considerable amount of time um, and obviously what kind of deteriorates is that this is for export um, it's obviously crystal meth is a highly addictive uh, drug um, and that's not to say that is it's in circulation in Ireland but the evidence suggests that it's not in wide circulation but obviously there is there is a kind of a theory uh, in relation to synth- synthetic drugs, particularly around um, um, heroin. So, you know, th- it, it, there is a possibility that these drugs could be for uh, Irish kind of demand. But I think the theory at this moment, time, it's probably for a different country. Sure. Owen O'Brien, what do you, the, um, the, it, it's clearly welcome that taking this quantity of drugs off the street uh, has been achieved. But in terms of the, the broader problem of drugs being brought into the state or Ireland being used as a transit point, what questions do you think it raises? Well, first of all, like the uh, Minister of State, I'd like to commend Angarda Siakon and all of the state agencies involved uh, in, in this find because it's it's not just that they've disrupted the transportation of the drugs from one country outside the jurisdiction to another. It's also disrupting the criminal gangs in Ireland who are involved in this kind of thing. Um, I I would express a concern not just about the under-resourcing of the naval service, and that's something that has been debated uh, at some length in the Dáil in recent years, but also the drug service because uh, uh, the Minister is right, uh, the intelligence gathering capacity of Angarda Siakona and the drug squad is key. Uh, but in many of our constituencies, uh, we've actually seen a reduction not only in overall Garda numbers, but actually in the members of Angarda Siakona in the drug squad. It's only a few years ago that a crystal meth lab was actually found in Clondalkin, the constituency Gino and I represent, uh, again, through very, very good work by Angarda Siakona. Uh, but I talk to guards on a regular basis uh, who are very concerned about what they feel is an under-resourcing uh, 
of drug squad personnel and therefore it's not just about ensuring adequate uh, uh, recruitment in the naval service so that we can have proper patrols but we also need to ensure that our drug service has the staffing that it requires uh, uh, to tackle okay. uh, uh, whether it's been manufactured or imported into the country. Hildegard Nocklin, do you want to respond to that? The guard, the numbers we see, obviously morale is not at an all-time high with the uh, guard, the Representative Association choosing not to invite the guard, the Commissioner, not only to the conference but at the evening dinner afterwards. Uh, so would you be concerned that there are other areas that need to be addressed as well? I think these seizures, and it's very important to, to highlight the good work of Angartha Shiakana, this shows them like real results in relation to tackling uh, uh, drug trafficking uh, coming into our country. And that is to be, and the Gardaí are to be commended as our revenue and other state agencies. And we, I know the Minister Helen McEntee is increasing the number of Gardaí being recruited and ongoing work is happening around that. But I don't think if there are issues with, within the GRA or whatever, that I don't think we should be taking away from the good work um, of sure, but uh, I suppose the point that's been made by Owen O'Brien there is is that sorry to interrupt you that more good work could be done if there was adequate resourcing of drug squads across the country. And they are being resourced and Minister McEntee is increasing the number of Agarthi being deployed right across the country. And indeed, in my own remit as Minister with responsibility for the drug strategy, I've increased the budget for drug treatment and rolling that out right across the country as well. So there's a number of, I suppose, key areas here when we're looking at a drug, we have to look at drugs, looking at the criminal side of it cracking down on people who are drug trafficking, selling, supplying drugs, but also those who are in addiction who need a health-led response as well. So there's a number of approaches here. um, I think it's important uh, to state that we can't police our way of this issue because obviously for all the drugs that are confiscated by any police force, there's multiples that get through to be used and whatever and so forth. So I think... Uh, we have to be honest that there is demand for drugs, uh, particularly in kind of industrialised countries. Um, and trying to confiscate all drugs is literally impossible. Um, and I think there's definitely a debate on here in different countries where, you know, we have to look at different ways of uh, looking at regulation rather than kind of just looking at a kind of uh, using the kind of criminal justice system. So I, I would kind of say that, uh, you know, there's huge amount of resources go into uh, stopping, uh, particularly drugs being kind of uh, you know distributed around the world. But I think there's a debate to be had in relation to regulation. How satisfied are you with the pace of that debate? Because we've had a citizens' assembly, there has been recommendations from mm-hmm. that, and now there are proposals for an Arachthus committee. Slow. It's slow. I mean, this has been going on for five decades, you know, and it's welcome that the special committee will be set up, but it's important to go beyond kind of, I suppose, being a talking shop and lip service. We want to see those that have been advocating for more radical kind of um, policy changes to something more tangible that actually sees decriminalisation rather than just, you know, what we have at the moment. What we have at the moment is essentially kind of uh, kind of an adult caution scheme that's very discretionary and very arbitrary. All right, Owen O'Brien. In addition to accelerating the pace of change uh, and consideration and implementation of the Citizens' Assembly recommendations, we also need to properly resource our our drug and alcohol task forces. Uh, In many cases, again, in, in my own constituency, 
uh, the Drug and Alcohol Task Forces have effectively had a real-term uh, cut in their funding over the last decade, while their area of responsibility fit geographically has expanded. Likewise, for example, we need to see far greater investment in uh, detoxification, rehabilitation and counselling services and diversionary programmes for young people. The Minister is right, we do need a health-led approach. Uh, this isn't just a criminal justice matter. This is also about resourcing communities and resourcing services. Uh, and my worry is, not unlike the, uh, the famous special doll committee that looked at housing and homelessness in 2016 produced a report with 100 recommendations. Most of them have just sat on the shelf. So we need those discussions in that special committee to be accelerated. But we need investment now in the frontline services in our communities right. who are best placed to tackle H these from a health point of view and a social community orientated okay. point of view. Hildegard Naughton, when can we expect uh, that to be up and running? Uh, I think the Taoiseach said yesterday he wants to see it up and running by next month or April by the latest. Uh, what kind of pace can we expect to see in the discussions there? Are we talking about long deliberations or would there be a commitment made to that committee reporting and, being, and that report being acted on within the lifetime of this government? I want to see this uh, Iraq, this committee set up as quickly as possible um, in March or April. Um, they have a remit of looking at the Citizens' Assembly's recommendations and responding within seven months so they can do it sooner. And But in the meantime, I'll be continuing my work in relation to drug and alcohol addiction services right across the country. I have got increased funding in what was a difficult budget for health uh, last year to increase the, uh, the resources for drug and addiction services and to look at areas like recovery. What does recovery look like All for right, people but in just, addiction? Just on the Iraq, this committee, would you, would you accept that the business is being done by that committee would have to be relatively short if it was to do its considerations, have its hearing and then for legislation to go through all the stages uh, after that. It, it would want to be reporting in fairly short order. Yes, and I think the Citizens' Assembly ha have done a lot of really good work. And I don't think, and I don't think many in the Oireachtas would be of the view that they have to, you know, re-invite many of the speakers back in. The Citizens' Assembly, the 99 members, I want to just congratulate them and thank them for their work. So I think the Special Oireachtas Committee, really what we're asking them to do is respond to all of those recommendations and maybe expand on them. And then I would be very eager from okay. my own point of view to uh, legislate or, or a look at the recommendations and we will be responding as a government. But I, it doesn't stop the work that I'm doing okay. in my department in relation to that health-led uh, approach and that health diversion programme, which okay. is so important. All right, well, we have to take a break. We'll be looking at the rise of measles after this and hear, hearing an appeal from someone in the childcare sector for, sector for guidance about whether and when to exclude children who aren't vaccinated. Saturday with Conor Mungon on RTE Radio 1.